The views expressed on this Turnbuckle Tabloid live stream or Turnbuckle Tabloid podcast episode do not reflect the views, thoughts, or opinions of the RageWorks brand, including the RageWorks podcast network, RageWorks content partners, advertisers, and affiliates. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Hey, yo, what's good, everybody? This is Ortiz from the Land American Exchange, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. Radio. You are now tuning to Lockdown Love. I'm taking requests and dropping heat. Stay locked. Here's Mark Bays with Slow Leaks. Get you from the corner with your eye on me. Her, she says she like me, know that I'm low-key. Don't try, she like it, get inside slowly. If I'm there about it, she tired, no slow leaks. Ain't it funny how I sent your energy, I know. When I'm never speaking, I'll be fucking on the soul. So, way your body moves like a cobra. I can't go with they without you, come on over. So used to you and I'm winding down I lose my mind when you're not around Please don't try to duplicate when I'm out of town Cause you know once I'm back it's fuck your sweet Now marrying that pussy I go deep So baby girl I hope you get that action Anytime, any place ain't talking Janet Jackson You hit or you passing Keep it real, I ain't tryna do no fake shit Talking on the speed, it got me higher than spaceship So liquid courage, top of that, you know that I ain't chasing How you got these feelings, look at me and never say shit I beat you from the corner with your eye on me Her, she said she like me, know that I'm low-key Don't try, she like it, get inside slowly If I'm there about it, she tired, no slow leaks Ain't it funny how I sent your energy, I know But I'm never speaking, I'll be fucking on the sofa Everybody moves like a cobra. I can't go with day without you. Come on over, yeah. I don't wanna be here without you now. So used to you and I'm winding down. I lose my mind when you're not around. Please don't try duplicate when I'm out of town. Please don't try duplicate us. Just give me that solid, baby. You know I don't ask for favors. If we clear, then nothing else can phase us. God is in the flesh, and they say only God can save us. Gotta believe in something. I believe in me and you. Is in the pudding, baby girl, we bulletproof Super elevated, cause I sailing through the roofs Want you and only you, I always knew that was the truth Once I peeped you from the corner with your eye on me Her, she said she like me, know that I'm low-key Don't try, she like it, get inside slowly If I'm there about it, she tired, no slow leaks Ain't it funny how I sent your energy, I know But if I'm never speaking, I'll be fucking on the sofa Way your body moves like a cobra Without you, come on over, yeah. I don't wanna be here without you now. I'm so used to you when I'm winding down. I lose my mind when you're not around. Please don't try to duplicate when I'm out of town. I don't wanna be here without you now. I'm so used to you when I'm winding down. I lose my mind when you're not around. 
This is Larry Legend, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Tabloid Podcast. Turnbuckle Tabloid, cutting a promo. With the Academy Award nominations coming up, and we recently just had the Golden Globes just pass, it got me to thinking about how wrestling wrestlers and the business in a whole intertwines and mixes with Hollywood. Also WrestleMania being uh, in LA this year, taking place in LA this year, it goes to show uh, how sports entertainment and the world of um, Hollywood, Hollywood movies, TV shows and such seems to go hand in hand. It, it it's always been um that i guess launching pad for uh careers when it comes to wrestlers who will leave the business uh or you know dip and dab and um have their um side gig as you know, a person who has a sag card a screen actors guild card you know they can go away film a movie or a TV series or such and you know come back or when that time comes when they've done their third or fourth retirement they can say hey I can go into you know the cinema and such we've seen a lot of wrestlers as a, as a recent make that transition such as Cena uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, Randy Orton, The Miz, Edge, uh, and of course uh, Dave Batista, they've all made that transition. But how far back does it go historically? And uh, what has been the most, you know, one of the earliest that you've seen a wrestler or a movie connected with wrestling in your uh, upbringing? For instance, uh, for me, um, I remember a movie it was uh, with um, Face, uh, I believe is Dean Benedict from A-Team. And he was a manager for Roddy Piper and one of the Samoans, I forgot his name. And the movie was called Tag Team. It was my first foray into seeing wrestling or wrestlers on the big screen. Uh, years later, you, you you get to see that uh, um, Terry Funk do movies like Over the Top or uh, Roadhouse and stuff like that. We saw uh, Piper in uh, sci-fi suspense horror movie or if, if they call it horror uh called they live in which he really was like a cult favorite in them years before there was a foray this is way before my time but there was a movie called the wrestler which was a wasn't a kayfabe behind the scenes it was a shoot look of wrestling it had like Vern Gagne and a couple of other of um, uh, notable, I think like 
Burt Lancaster, somebody was in. I'm not, I don't remember who it is. It was like in the early 70s and such. Years later, we saw another version called The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, where Rourke, I believe, earned himself a uh, Academy Award nomination for the role as uh, Randy the Ram. Uh, it was a very compelling, um, in-depth look at the life of an indie wrestler. And there was many indie wrestlers, especially guys from uh, Ring of Honor and uh, I believe like CZW and stuff that were uh, in the movie. But uh, one notable individual that we all remember who made a splash and the big screen was Hulk Hogan. Hulk made it, I believe he made his uh, theatrical debut as Thunderlips in uh, Rocky Three, And from then on is when he catapulted himself to the Hulkster and the real American and such. And um, he was drawn to Hollywood for doing such movies as uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Nanny, Suburban Commando, and of course, we all know the blockbuster in which was uh, co-written, I believe, by Vince McMahon, known as No Holds Barred. What's that smell? Instead of him being Hulk Hogan, an extension from who he was, he was Rip. Oh God! This is what made for the um, the interaction with Zeus, which led to their SummerSlam meeting uh, tag team pair. Oh God, that was just horrible. So, um, but other notable wrestlers at the time, like I mentioned, Piper um, went into his um, his uh, theatrical roles. Uh, Jesse Jesse Davati Ventura, who also uh, went into movies. He was uh, um, notable in in uh, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. King Kong Bundy would uh, see himself in certain uh, TV shows as well, like uh, Married with Children. He showed up there and and uh, other series. It, it 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 seems to go hand in hand because as much as um, people and 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 you know years ago didn't believe that. Wrestling was theater. Uh, in fact, it was. It, it really was. Um, there was also times when it, you you see um, that the wrestler themselves was actually shining through more on the big screen. Uh. I mentioned Edge earlier. Edge years ago was in a Highlander uh, Highlander movie in the late nineties, uh, and that was his foray into it. Bret Hart uh, did Lonesome Dove, a Western TV series. Yeah, remember that? How about how about when um, the WCW wrestlers had uh, an appearance? On Baywatch, where <laughs> they took over the beach, the villains took over the beach and such. Oh my god, that was terrible. 
Hulk also had Thunder in Paradise with, with his uh, a speedboat. Jesus, just, oh my God! I, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it seem like that, uh, if there's any way that the wrestlers transitioned into you know big, the big screen or into to, to TV series was actually good train like good transitions, but uh doesn't seem like that's coming across here. Um, other notables who uh, during that time uh, were uh, uh, yeesh. I, 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 if you don't, if you if you watch Suburban Commando, you might be able to catch a young Undertaker as one of the villains on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another one who uh, who broke through and then later on did what became more successful was Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, oh, uh, many of you guys don't know, and um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze. Kevin Nash was the Super Shredder, and he later on became the Big Russian and the Punisher and uh, other movies like. Uh, um, Magic Mike and such. He's had a he's had a good career in theater and in, in the movie theaters. He's a, he's actually done well. So I'm I'm uh like I said I'm still trying to find out like who where did the sex the, the success breakthrough happens like shit it does sound bad but we will get there because you know we've also had a uh, um another another one during the mid nineties. And later on, who started cracking into to the small screens? Never. Uh, but he actually did a big, a big movie later on. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin would get himself into a lot of those uh, B movie roles and such, and do uh, some spots here and there. But um, it wasn't until I believe when Dwayne the Rock Johnson actually became the um, the breakthrough guy for uh wrestlers he um after hogan has some spots and you know maybe a, a something no he didn't he really didn't have success but uh, dwayne the rock johnson was the one who broke through with movies like the rundown uh standing tall uh, uh walk tall so walking tall sorry um gridiron gridiron gang um, the Scorpion King, uh, Mummy Returns, and shit like that. So he he became that um wrestler who can actually break through and show that they could be a successful um superstar out of the squared circle. With that being so, uh, we also had the um. The man himself, Mr. Uh, Hustle, Loyalty, and Respect, John Cena, who cracked the big screen uh, with his movie star looks and his uh, appeal with The Marine, which went and birthed different Marine movies with Randy Orton. And basically, The Miz took that over, right? And uh, slowly but surely, we just started seeing more of the wrestlers turn actor roles cena uh himself started getting bigger and, and more uh notable roles uh, voiceover work 
and uh, recognizable um, recognizable uh, um, roles like in um, cock blockers, where it's actually pretty funny. I mean, you see it. Comedic dad and such. That was actually pretty cool. Uh, um, he's also, um, even to this day, like constantly busy with, with, with movie roles. The guy, guy, the guy works. Right now, he's killing it in The Peacemaker. So, I, I mean, there is opportunity for, former uh wrestlers or current wrestlers to break through like i mentioned edge uh started uh his own um his own line of uh his imdb resume uh doing shows on sci-fi and such uh roman made his first appearance at, in the fast and the furious movie and uh john morrison's another guy who takes a lot of gigs as well we see morrison uh in a lot of a uh, campy uh kids movies but it's also, you know, it's steady business for him. Hollywood and WWE has been a thing so much that Vince started his own uh, film company with WWE Films, where we such such we saw such blockbusters as The Chaperone. Jesus, I can't even sell this. I'm sorry, Triple H. That was just horrible. Then there was another one which I forgot the name of the movie with Triple H where. He was like this, I come home from jail kind of dude. And I got to, it was, Jesus. I will watch it knowing that it was just going to be campy. Big Show, Big Show was another one. He uh, cracked the, uh, the, the ceiling and made his way into Hollywood with, with notable. uh, No, there were notable leaves. God. And. Ooh. Well, he was in Waterboy, right? That was that was another one that ain't cracked. He made it through. Uh, Goldberg was in the Longest Yard with Stone Cold and Kevin Nash. Yeah, he, he um, made a you know made an appearance and then started doing um, TV shows and game shows alike and uh, hosting host had hosting abilities. But to me, the one who people slept on. And I'm going to say that I slept on him as well. Uh, didn't really believe that he would be giving the, you know, the opportunity to show off his acting ability. And uh, I must say has been, I have to say he has been very impressive in his, in his run has been our truth. No, I'm kidding. It's not our truth. It's, it's really not. No. Uh, as been CM Punk. Well, well, Punk has been okay. I know in the in the TV show Heels has been fine. It, it, it's pretty cool. No. Has been Dave Batista. To me, you know, th- there's often a debate that I see on um, on social media where people discuss who has been the most breakthrough actor in who's gone from wrestling to uh, to movies or TV shows. And uh, of course, everybody will say, well, you know, Cena and, uh, and uh, Dwayne Johnson have, you know, they're, they're megastars. Yeah. But if you're going to say who has acting chops, who, who actually seems to take, you know, 
the the job serious. And from a guy who we we watched in wrestling and didn't really cut the greatest promos, wasn't really didn't seem comfortable to be on the mic. Didn't really sell if he was, you know, either the real face of a company or really a dastardly heel. My opinion these days, Batista has been killing it in 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 Hollywood. I mean, his IMDb is like it. It has some notable stuff on there. Uh, let me just give a quick rundown. Even even. Even the bad stuff that he was in, there was a movie called um, Bushwick that he was in. I, I watched it because, you know, it's the neighborhood and shit. But I still said, hey, he didn't do a bad job on it. Um, uh, just a quick uh, synopsis. Of course, we all know him from um, as Drax in the, in the um, Marvel Universe. He's um, He's been... He's fucking hilarious in them shits. I, I I find him to be great in that. You know he hits. A, he had like small roles in Smallville. Um, he was in like, a movie like like series like Neighbors, or um, like, uh, had bit roles in like Chuck. But then when you start building, you know, start stepping up, he was in like Scorpion King three, uh, Man with the Iron Fist, Riddick. He was in. Um. He starts building up up a, a little. He was, in a, he was in a James Bond movie, Spectre. Uh, uh, I'm just going to kick a kickbox a kickboxer vengeance movie. Who the fuck watched that? He actually put, played Tung Po in that. If anybody knows uh, kickbox or what who Tung Po was, um, that's actually that's a real throwback to um, being old. Um, I'm an old fuck. So, <laughs> but a lot of his resume is that the. the um, the the Marvel Universe series. He was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, um, and now you're seeing him in this M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Knock at the uh, Knock at the Cabin. I'm telling you, I I think he is gonna have a more successful uh, career in Hollywood and be more recognized as a an actor than um than rock and, and cena he was in dune look at that shit he's he's gotten some gigs army of dead wow look at him he's got a, he made himself a nice little resume there i'm saying this because i'm gonna put a post up on the um the tumbrickle tabloid page and i want to i want I, I, I want to ask you guys, who do you think would be a a best actor? I would think out of the three of them, I would think that Batista would probably get an, uh, uh, although none of them might get it, but if, if it was going to be out of the three, I think Batista would be the one to get at least a Golden Globe nomination or maybe an Academy Award nomination. Uh, some people believe that every time you see uh, Dwayne Johnson, he's playing Dwayne Johnson. Or anytime you see um, Cena, he's just playing an off-putting self of Cena. I mean, did you not see how well 
Dwayne Johnson was in the in the in the game plan. I thought he was a believable um, football player who um, had a kid out of wedlock and and now had to take care of the kid. In any case, uh, <laughs> it, it was rock, right? So, uh, yeah. What what's your thoughts? Who do you think would be a a wrestler? turn actor who would be taken seriously um i'll post that in the turnbuckle tabloid uh facebook page also we'll see if we could get that on the um instagram and on the uh the twitters as well uh guys when we come back we're gonna have the state of wrestling address since we had the state of the union this past week let's get the state of wrestling address up and away um and have um my thoughts, my feelings on what we as a society of wrestling fans need to do, should do, and will do to help better the wrestling society. So guys, don't go anywhere. Stick around. We will return. Check you guys in a sec. What's going on, everybody? Tony G here, better known to the world as Josie's boy, a.k.a. your girl's favorite artist. And today I'm here to tell you about my company, Painting in Blue. Painting in Blue is a creative process established in 2017, and we specialize in handmade custom leather goods. We coined the term luxury minimalism because we believe even in your everyday life, no matter how much running around you have to do, you can still stand out and be fly. We create everything from luxury handbags to wallets and some of the best leathers you can find that you would love to carry on a day-to-day basis. So if you believe in looking fly while you handle your business while pushing fashion forward, make sure you guys go to paintedinblue.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at underscore painted in blue on Instagram and on Facebook at painted in blue. What's up? I'm RGT 85 and you are listening to turnbuckle tabloid. fans we embark in a new year of wrestling a year of hope a year of anticipation and a year of wrestling fans complaining to other wrestling fans saying how much they hate wrestling yes my friends we are here To not only bitch, complain, moan, and be upset at the fact that our favorite wrestlers aren't getting the push that we should be getting used, they should be getting now. But we also complain, bitch, and moan about our favorite wrestlers who are getting the push that they are getting now. We just don't like the way it's being done. All right, I can turn, I I, I can take off that, uh, whatever accent I'm doing there. Any case. Yes, my fellow wrestling fans, we are at the Plymouth. We are at the top. 
we are at the optimum of a possible shift back into the world of wrestling where wrestling is being appreciated and loved by wrestling fans. For the past few years, we squabbled, battled, debated, gone head-to-head on whether or not wrestling is still watchable or just a putrid showcase of get me your money with my merchandise. But the past year, we saw two legions, three, four even, fandoms come together to say that, yes, we can. Yes, we are becoming a new level of entertainment when it comes to wrestling. Liar! No, no, it's true. It is true. There has been a unity, a forced but yet acceptable unity between the the, the, the fan bases to say that Although my wrestling promotion may be better than yours, but we are enjoying wrestling. Gone are the 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 tropes of wrestling versus sports entertainment. Gone are the bitter back and forth between the fan bases that say, "Who cares if a match has three tope suicidas as opposed to?" Five headlocks for wear downs. No, my friends. We are unified to say that we here at not only Turbuckle Tabloid, but also at the top of the mountain, we here are saying that we can stand together and show those who goof, laugh, and tease us for being wrestling fans that yes wrestling is entertaining again I stand before you a man who have who has brought in individuals who long long ago left the ways of wrestling left the ways of John Cena's Goldberg's the Undertaker. Gone are the days of individuals who sat there and said, you know it's fake, right? I bring to you people who sat there and watched an event and notably mentioned to me, that was awesome. That was great. I bring to you as a man, individuals who have, as I mentioned, walked away long uh, long ago and have now returned and watched a live wrestling match and enjoyed themselves. I bring to you individuals who not only would watch a WWE or an AEW or New Japan or an Impact. 
but will go to a bar and watch bar wrestling and enjoy themselves. This is the time, ladies and gentlemen, where we can now stand with our Bullet Club shirts, our Judgment Day shirts, our Elite shirts, and not be ashamed to look like a weirdo in the subway or at a Kmart or at a Target. We are no longer a secret society who give each other a nod whenever we see someone wearing an AJ Styles shirt or a John Moxley shirt. No longer do we have to feel ashamed or ridiculed to throw up a too sweet whenever we see someone with a Bullet Club shirt. No, no, you can still feel ashamed about that. No, 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 no. I, I retract that. I'll take that back. But in any case, we are seeing the rise on some shows and maybe not, not maybe not all, but in some shows that the ratings and the viewerships are up. Yes, we were floundering for a few years when we had an old regime who believed that fart jokes and off-color humor was the way of getting an audience. We've also gone the way of finding out that having blood in every match that you're in doesn't equate to ratings. Stand, I stand here for 2023 and I tell you that yes, we can have good matches without somebody bleeding the first five minutes, except for you, Moxley. I see you in the back. You're already bleeding now and you're not even in the match. I see you. I stand before you a man who's appreciating and in love with being able to listen to a promo and not a drag on for 20 minutes and two commercial breaks. I stand before you a man who actually enjoyed a woman's Royal Rumble. This, my friends, is the time. This, my friends, is the moment in which we, as wrestling fans, can stand up and say to our co-workers, yes, yes, yes. And I'm not talking about a scene from when Harry met Sally. I'm talking about a scene for when Brian Danielson is kicking somebody in the fucking chest. Yes, my people. We can honestly say to the next person who wants to shame us for what we love. And we could turn to them and say, yes, I am a wrestling fan. So grab your fellow wrestling buddy. Your brother, your sister, your Bullet Club member, scissor me daddy someone. Give that special someone a stunner. 
let them know that you are proud to be a wrestling fan. And you are proud to look at someone else and say, I accept you for who you are. Accept me when I go and paint my face and run through a crowd screaming like a maniac while I shake the ropes and try to body slam my fat friend who's two six-packs deep. Let it be known that we stand true, stand tall, stand together as a nation of wrestling fans who understand that Too Sweet originally came from the NWO. That you're excited that WWE 2K23 is coming out and you're still waiting for AEW's video game to come out. That you're excited about the possibilities of who's going to take down Roman Reigns and who you don't want to take down MJF. This is the time to let the others know that your favorite movie stars a former wrestler. Watch Black Adam and any M. Night Shyamalan movie. Let it be known that you are a wrestling fan. As I say in closing, this is a time for us to take wrestling to another level. Let's do away with the bipartisanship. Let's do away with the resentment, the bickering, the anger that comes with being a wrestling fan. Let us unite and put together a coalition that would tell the masses that yes, body slams hurt. That yes, putting your cousin in the figure four leg lock is still a thing. And that yes, women could have a wrestling match without it being a bra and panties match. I say to you, with WrestleMania season coming, with Revolution coming, with Money in the Bank coming, with All Out coming, with all things wrestling coming for us here in 2023, let us take our time to unite, to show in such force and vengeance that we will not be ridiculed and teased for the love of wrestling we have. So collect your Funko Pops with uh, a weird image of Hogan on it. Save your Stone Cold Steve Austin IPA cans and 
collect as many t-shirts and socks and and buttons that you can get I'm, you know what i'm pretty much talking about me it's just getting a little weird with that um in any case you wrestling fan go out there be proud and tell your surrounding environment that yes i am a wrestling fan when we come back i'm going to do a brief around the square circle so guys uh don't go anywhere stick around We've got uh just uh just a wrap up in here check you guys in a second This is Sean Pryor, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. Just going to give you guys a quick roundup. The past couple of weeks I've been watching Around the Square Circle. What's going on in um, wrestling? Uh, pretty much the full blast of what happened this week will be in the upcoming episode. So, um, just going to give you guys a, a um, my quick thoughts about what happened in the past two weeks in wrestling since I wasn't able to catch up on it in the, in the previous episode. But uh, just pretty much want to give you guys an idea of how I feel with wrestling this day and age. If you, if you didn't hear the uh, state of wrestling address, uh, kick it off with raw. The past two weeks of raw have been um, hot and cold. You do have your certain, um, your certain moments where the show hits its peak and its valleys and then you get certain matches or angles that kind of dip. Um, you know, like, like I kind of am missing the opening of the show that had like such a great, uh, presentation, big opening where you know, maybe had some action in the back or in a parking lot or, um, instant um action going on in the ring uh we started off that way uh um a few months back when triple h basically um took creative over and i think we ended up going back into the same kind of rut of starting a show uh, with you know promo match promo match and such but um the one thing I could say as a, um, a, a big factor of this being a, um, driving force of what's happening at, at, on a positive note on Raw has been Cody Rhodes. Uh, the past two weeks we've seen Cody cut a promo on a ring and it's been, um, very uh, personal, but also very, um, 
deep in its context and also being able to draw the audience in. Uh, prior week, we got him uh, discussing his win on Royal Rumble. And then the following week, we get the pretty much 20-minute segment with him and Paul Heyman, which was just epic. I would love to play it, but it's just too long. But there's um, certain moments of sentiment and um, you get you, you see the, the emotional side of Heyman and you also get, you know, that connection with uh, Cody uh, trying to let it be known that, yes, there there's a possibility that he won't face Roman at mania because of Roman's upcoming match with Sammy, but also um, that if he does have to wrestle Sammy, that uh, by all means, he's looking forward to that as well. He's not, you know, looking far beyond the, the, uh, the, the tall grass where um, he knows that there's might not be the possibility of Roman, but he's also paying attention to the fact that something can happen with Sammy as well. And, um, when you you get how emotional Cody can get, it it's pretty much a throwback to his father and um the uh the 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 days of wrestling back in the golden age, where um promos were the reason why we were drawn into a match, not just this build up after build up after build up. The promo was the one that you felt the emotion to. Um. Same could be said with Rhea, who came out a couple of weeks ago calling her shot, saying after she wins the Royal Rumble, she's going after Charlotte, which is a great, um, it's a great call. Uh, it, it opens the door for the uh, possibilities with a number one contender that's going to happen at the Elimination Chamber for the women's title for Raw, and um, I'm uh, I'm happy to see that occurring. Um, that we're going to see the rightful match between uh, Rhea Ripley and um, Charlotte. Uh, I think the last time we saw her was during the pandemic. And this is where we could get it with a crowded stadium and we could get the, um, the, 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 the emotion and the feeling that we've been want that we wanted to see for some time. Um, the possibility of a Logan Paul and Seth Rollins match and mania can be interesting for me. I think that he um, has so far shown that he can work. And I think that Seth is one of those guys that says, hey, put me in the ring with that kid. I want that to um, I want that to be something. I think we can make magic happen in there. Roll Rollins has uh, earned his way to call his own matches and call his shots with the guys in the ring. The Bobby Lashley and um, Brock Lesnar program is actually uh, building steam. This past week, we heard Brock cut a promo that was actually pretty um, Brock. I mean, it's funny to hear Brock more uh, face as opposed to heel because you always just know him to be this dominating heel. And uh, to hear him now come off as this well shucks guy you know i can't wait to get in the ring with bobby you know he he even went as far as to say that he can't even uh sleep next to his wife without thinking of bobby lashley which um actually put a, a, a smile on my face i thought it was pretty funny um 
the Becky and the Bailey buildup is, uh, I guess it would be gone by now because we 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 just saw the the steel cage match that occurred. Um, not to take anything away from the match, I thought the match was solid, but just too short. Uh, you should have gave them more to work with. I think you just threw those ladies out there last for the last few minutes of the show, and you didn't give them enough to work with. But the only thing confusing about it that occurred last week was Lita. Uh, okay, I I, uh, I can only say that the only reason why that this is happening is because she is going to be in WWE 2K23. So now they're just going to start rolling out some of the legends that is going to be in the game coming out next month. So um, that's the only reason. I know that there was some exchanges that occurred not too long ago where Bailey had been calling out a possible match with Lita. She's been saying it on social media. But once again, this is one of those things that just doesn't translate on TV because unless you're following it on social media, who would even know this shit? So um I I guess I guess it makes sense to a lot of people another thing. I, I don't know. Uh the women's elimination chamber match is going to be for the number one contender, like I mentioned for the the, the Royal Women's Championship. The 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 last four uh outside of Rhea have qualified for the match and everybody else had to um I guess um wrestle in, buy in for it. Uh Chelsea Green is debuting the Karen gimmick, which I think she's gonna take uh a, a strong hold of it. I it works for her perfectly. I think it's fucking hilarious. The only thing is is that I don't need it to be excessively done and it shouldn't be used on every occasion. There has to be something in particular. Like this past week, she uh carrying her way into getting into a match for the title so we shall see and uh two weeks ago as i mentioned before cody um we had a match with cody and um had a fantastic match with, with finn balor so um it was the first time that we saw that and there's this history there that wrestling fans know especially when it comes to the um the the bullet club stuff and uh changing of the garb and, and such. So I, I think that um I, I I have to say that that was a uh, great call and a great match that went along with it. Um, other than that, like I said, the past couple of weeks, uh, Raw have had its moments, but then it's also had its um, decline. Uh, it's it's uh, it's low points as a, as I, as I can say, but it, it's it's better off with what we were accustomed to for a while prior to the um, creative change. I think what's happening is is now we're getting a um, a blend of the good with the bad because you're trying right now. You're just trying to to figure out um, who's gonna go where and what spots and what, uh, what's the next programs and angles that's gonna be building up until Mania, what matches are gonna be set up, what's gonna be on the line. Uh, and Raw has been just that pretty much melting pot of that. I've, uh, I, I've often said, as long as you give, give us more wrestling, it's fine to have because at least with the more wrestling, we can figure out who we wanna see 
in um, story work and storylines. So let's just let's get that let's get that flowing, and then let's get a strong run to um, Mania after Elimination Chamber. Uh, we then uh, lead up to AEW's Dynamite, where uh, the 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 leading the leading point over there has been, of course, the MJF and the um, the the Brian Danielson program. That's uh, it's been that's been hitting on all cylinders. Uh, Brian has been able to go in that ring and been showcasing himself uh, well, but it's even better because he's showcasing the the, the talent that he's been in the ring with very well uh, with Takeshka and. Um, just recently with Roosh, Roosh actually looked really good in this match. Uh, I'm just, I, I, I think that, I think that AEW is just afraid to just have matches that doesn't always have to compensate with blood. Like there's just no real need for it. It's not necessary all the time. You could have a fight without bleeding. And on the other end, you can have a fight with bleeding. I just don't think it is called for all the time. And you kind of, um, once again, you desensitize it. You water it down. If 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 I, it's almost like watching um, South Park. You already know Kenny's gonna die. You just don't know when it's gonna happen. Then finally, when an episode happens where he doesn't die, you're like, "Holy shit! What the fuck just happened there?" Like it, it yeah. You really want to have that moment where someone's about to bleed, that it it has an impact. Uh, for example, Moxley, Brawl's gotten to such a point that he's not even giving a fuck when and how he bleeds. He'll just do it and then do it on fucking camera because apparently he did it right on the fucking hard cam. Good job, buddy! Right on the fucking hard cam. Um, I I. I Although I can't take anything away from um, Adam Page, but I, he's as dry as sandpaper, man. Jesus, man. I, I, I get nothing out of him. I'm sorry, guy. There's just no charisma oozing off that guy at all. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, I like the Jamie Hayter stuff that's happening. She's actually been the very... Um, focal point of the women's division uh the woman could work and now that that woman could work but when i'm she's actually not bad to look at either but this past week she had a match with the bunny and shit wow um that ending i i i actually thought that the bunny fucking concussed herself at that ending i i I, I, she was just it looked like woof that didn't look good. That finish was not good at all. Uh, speaking of Takeshka, he's been um, uh, the focal point in the MJF um, uh, tirade with Brian Danielson. Um, his match with MJF this past week was really good. And the, and the crazy shit is that MJF looks really good as well. Uh, there was that spot where um, MJF takes the clothesline off the top rope. They both were standing on the top rope. Uh, MJF flips over, lands on his feet, and then they continue to bro. I was I was amazed by that. 
Kid is talented, man. Uh, a lot of people give him shit for his ring work, but I, I don't see it. I don't see where where the where 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 we could bust his chops at. Uh, Takeska is actually going to be. Uh, they're they're really going to push him and find a, a foothold for him to to make his way up that roster. And I know that a lot of people. Yeah, I, a lot of people in that locker room. That's going to be pretty pretty fucking pissed, man. Pretty fucking pissed. Uh, oh, and in the previous week with his work with, with um, Brian Cage was good too. So before I even forget, um, what the fuck was that shit with Isaiah Cassidy and fucking uh, Omega? Him screaming, they doing the uh, shit. I fucking I cried. I I I almost lost it. It was fucking hilarious. And I even forgot to mention the Brian Dan Brian Danielson and um, Timothy Thatcher match. Spot on as well. Spot, spot on. Um, we spoke about the high note on the women's division, which is uh, Jade, uh, which is um, Jamie Hayter. But then we get to Jade Cargill, and it's <laughs> Jesus. I, I I listen. I don't know what the fuck to do with. I, I I can't even. I can't even. I can't even shit on this thing anymore. It's it's just too much. It's just way too much for me. Um, Wardlow returns. Uh, returned a couple of weeks ago. Uh, after the uh, Samoa Joe and um Darby Allen match, which in this case for the way that their rivalry was running, I thought that it made a lot of sense the way that they they had gone especially when um darby started cutting up the ring you got to take in into consideration that darby is maybe 150 pounds lighter than fucking joe so um him having to take desperate measures to beat joe is understandable i get that i can see that and darby is a freak of nature you guys thought that uh, Jeff Hardy was the 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 uh, daredevil fucking Darby's yo when he came out with that fucking jacket with the thumbtacks reverse I cried because I knew Joe couldn't <laughs> he was trying to take the shit off and he, he kept pricking himself in the hands I thought it was fucking hilarious um <laughs> you can see that he was annoyed by that shit and finally, I'll get to the um, the acclaim. Uh, the acclaim and the guns rivalry has quietly become one of my favorite uh, rivalries on that show on Dynamite. But um, I, I'm kind of perturbed on what happened later on with the whole um, during the, uh, last week's match where. The, you know, the acclaim loses the titles, which is understandable. I get that. I'm fine with that. But at the same time, if you're going to fucking sell it, if you're going to sell a fucking belt shot, sell that shit. Give it to them because you've been doing it everywhere else on the show. Now, all of a sudden, we're going to do a pussy ass shot with the belt on someone's head. Everything else was working fine until you got to that moment. It just. Went to a screeching halt when that happened. Uh, I'm hoping that this will lead into a um, bigger run with 
the titles because I don't see uh, the gun club holding those titles for too long. I think they're going to just be, it's going to be a standstill with them with that. But um, other other than that, I, 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 I think dynamite has been bringing the matches storyline wise, like the whole Tony storm and Soraya shit. It just stinks. It's horrible. It's just, it's bad. It's really bad. And, um, uh, That'll lead us into Friday Night SmackDown. The only thing you're really caring about right now, honestly, is the bloodline shit. That's all. That's the only focus you have going on right now. I understand the whole tag team title tournament thing happened. We saw, um, um, we saw that the the, the uh, Ricochet and Braun Strowman wrestled. Uh, Jimmy Uso until Jay came in and made the save last week. And um, there's just this inner turmoil that's going on within the bloodline because of Sammy. Sammy calls out Roman. Um, Roman ended up pouncing the shit out of out of Sammy, letting him know that he'll take him on in Montreal in front of his family for Elimination Chamber. This is compelling storylines. Roman, not um, disregarding the fact that... Um, yeah, he's gonna have to deal with Sammy, but he already knows that he has to keep his eye on on, on what's happening around the corner because Cody is, is is coming after him. See, that's that's intertwining uh, angles and storylines, which I find very intriguing. That's it's it's smart. Um, but that's right now has been really the key focal point of what's going on on SmackDown until we get a um a good build up for the intercontinental title who's going to face gunta uh where where are we going to go with that uh, i know someone's going to be getting an opportunity soon enough we had a a pretty solid um exchange between santo escobar and ray mysterio and um that that's that's something that we've been wanting to see for some time uh i'm like i said i'm just I'm looking to see what more can come out of um out of SmackDown. I know the women's division is trying to heat up. Notice I, I said trying, I'm underlining. It's trying to heat up. Rhonda makes a return. Natalia's on a on a on a I guess on a tear. I guess that's what we can say. But uh I I still don't see anything that's mm, going to bring us to prominence on what's going to happen for um the crew at smackdown until maybe after elimination chamber so let's see i don't uh i don't i'm not really i'm not really seeing anything that um says pay attention to me until maybe after elimination chamber and uh other than that um i guess i'll wrap up the show for this week uh, got much to do this week. Got got a lot of um, content that's going to be coming down for um, the upcoming shows. Uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, what happened during the week as well as where I was this past week. I was at an event this week as well. I'll talk about that in the next episode. And um, gonna be out of here, guys. Kind of tired. Um, had been I had a really really long week. I'll explain it to you guys in the next episode right now. I'm just exhausted. All right, guys. Make sure you follow us. Be a part of the vibe. And uh, 
show love to Turnbuckle Tabloid wherever you find us on all podcasting outlets or social uh, social media outlets. And uh, check out the Rageworks family at rageworks.net and at rageworksnetwork.com. As always, guys, love you guys. Check you guys later. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. Tabloid.